Welcome to the Tokenomics DAO podcast, where we explore everything tokenomics related, ranging from deep dives on the tokenomics of the newest protocol to demystifying the nuance of building a successful token ecosystem. Our goal is to bring awareness to the importance of tokenomics and the crucial role it plays in defining the success of a protocol, helping make tokenomics relevant for everyone, builders and investors alike. I'm your host, Flo, joined by my co-hosts, Jason and or Lovis. Welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, um, Flo and I are talking about the idea of tokenized real estate and if there is a solution, a Web3 native solution to kind of owning a portfolio of properties in like cool destinations to enable a nomad lifestyle. Maybe it's just vacationing, maybe it is working in uh, beautiful places. And somehow, you know, since we're tokenomics, start trying to think through the, how the tokenomics work out. Um, for that um, one piece that um, Flo has written about that was from Citadel who have successfully or are in the process have successfully but also developing the model to tokenize real estate um, we discussed kind of the dynamics of the real estate market that most normal people are like completely priced out of owning property and f trying to figure out if um, token ecosystems uh, have a solution for that. We discussed um, different other timeshare models um, for having access to vacation rentals or medium term stay rentals. And we thought through Airbnb a little bit and to see if there is um, value in kind of creating a decentralized version of Airbnb and kind of what the levels of decentralization are for that. Um, and then, of course, also we talked about, well, what if it's just a small community thing where basically people that know each other end up sharing the places they already own um, and say, hey, you know, I'm in Germany, you're in Brazil, let's let's swap for a couple of weeks, you know. So, yeah, these are kind of the, all the things that were kind of thought through. Um, and I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation. I just got back from vacation and um en enjoyed my time there very much and i thought why cannot can i not partially own a piece of property in a beautiful location um be invested in it right so i reap the benefits of uh, renting it out short or medium term um, but it is available to me at maybe a preferred rate or anyway maybe not even a preferred rate but maybe it's just a place that you know i know and i'm familiar with and i can stay there also kind of uh, be a digital nomad maybe stay in spain uh three months out of the year maybe have a place in the u.s where i can stay two or three months out of the year and you know there's so many beautiful places in the world why do i have to just have like one home <laughs> um and so, you know, having said that, I do have a wife and a child. So that makes the stakes of traveling nomads a little bit harder. Um, and so obviously they would always come with. But so <clears throat> being into tokenomics, I'm thinking, well, is there maybe a solution for like a token-based, like community-owned, decentralized version of Airbnb? And then I think that is something that uh, Flo and I had talked about before, because we're like, yeah, really... So like my wife is American, I'm German, we live in Germany, but we spend a lot of time in the US. Flo is German, but he lives in Australia. Family is in Germany though. So like there's always a, a push or a pull to be in kind of like two, at least two places at once. But like, how do you maintain a home in both? It's incredibly expensive. Um, and then it makes also like uh, even like personal taxes and stuff super complicated. So like, what is a, so that's kind of the idea for today. We want to brainstorm on that and just see if we can come up with an idea to make that happen web three style. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I found that like super intriguing. You know, the, the story would just be, I'm going to Germany now and um, I got to like, I'm going to stay at my parents' house, right. Yeah. Or at my wife's parents' house, but we don't have our own home base we can just go and I'll have a desk and all that kind of stuff. And, and, right. and we can just work from there. So we could even stay a bit longer than we're staying for a month now, but um, we could even stay a bit longer than, and uh, on the other side, <clears throat> wouldn't it be cool if you 
like if you left if i left here and i could like sublet that to someone else um at the same time right so the properties are both like uh rented out so i think the idea that we had was sort of what if we you had like a group of people um and i don't know if you need a token for that but like let's say you had a group of people that would live um across the the globe or in different locations at least and they would all sort of pool their properties and you could see when which one would be av available or when someone from a certain property would would like to leave and then you could arrange your travel on that and if i guess like if the pool is big enough then you always find opportunities to to just go into a different house and um yeah you could use airbnb um I guess, but like I think like Airbnbs are. I mean, if you'd rent out your place at the same time, you can kind of pay for the 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 costs on the other side, so you wouldn't really um, make a loss with that. Yeah. So maybe if you rent out your own place, then Airbnb could be a, a viable option. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's true, but, but it's. The Airbnb is, of course, a good option. I've used them well, I mean, tons of places. We've stayed in over, I think, 40 or 50 Airbnb locations across the world. But um, the pandemic, for example, had a huge impact on it because of, you know a lot of people that did short-term rentals went to long-term because there was so little traveling. Yeah. So right now, I actually just read this morning, um, um, the guy who does the Nomad list, he was saying that uh, prices have like right now prices are sky high because there's less supply and huge demand but it's mostly yeah. from like vacationers it's not really digital nomads so much but um, of course we're going into summer season in europe right so like, things are escalating yeah. over here price-wise um so but of course but then so that's one thing but then also if you stay somewhere you know see even if you find a decent place that's big enough for a small family where you could still work while you're there so that means you kind of need almost like an extra room um then you're still even if it's cheap you're looking at 100 bucks 150 a night so that's like yeah. more than 3000 a month right that's a lot for uh yeah it's, that's a lot for anyone well, i think it's only a lot if you can't rent out your own place right so if you can get oh. 100 or 150 a night for your place then it's not really cuz th then it would be sort of circular right everybody would be yeah, that's spending true. with the other and paying their rent or their, uh, yeah, where you would get the same income. So, yeah, like a zero sum, is it a zero sum game? I don't know. It would, would be like this, uh, at least circular like, thing, right? Like an even exchange. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 So I live in a small town, so we do have a really nice place, but small town away from everywhere. So it's like, yeah. How do I get people excited about staying here? <laughs> um, but then maybe it's quiet. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah, it is quiet. It's quiet. It's quaint. Yeah. Um, but so I was then I was thinking more about okay, how could I? Well, so like the pooling for sure is a good idea, and a, there's probably a model for that because you could do reputation, right? Like on-chain reputation could help qualifying people who who kind of like get to use this make it maybe a little exclusive, like not in, not in terms that people need to be wealthy or anything, but you do need to be sure that if you're swapping houses that when you come back, uh, all your TVs aren't missing or something like that. The house is still there, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, similar problems that Airbnb has already solved, right? Like you do reviews and do uh, maybe there's a deposit system. Maybe you could lock up some ETH or some Bitcoin for kind of like as a security deposit in a smart contract. Um, yeah. But then, but then the other thing is just building a decentralized <clears throat> Airbnb, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The kind of more decentralized Airbnb. Um, so I guess that gives you opportunity because Airbnb does also take some pretty good fees. It gives an opportunity to share that around maybe with the community. So that's nice. Um, but then another thing is, of course, these like short or midterm rental properties, they produce pretty good yield right so if they're pretty good investments um as far as um you know the current investment world goes i mean it's of course it's not like 
crypto gains. Um, but overall, I mean, all many people that I know that invest in real estate, of course, there's ups and downs, but on average, I think they do pretty well financially. Yeah. yeah. So that is also an, so a thing that fascinates me. And, you know, I did buy a small place um, in Germany that I invested in that's rented out. But so like, what, what is like the opportunity there? Like, could it, could it be a way to like raise funds from a bigger pool, put that money to work, investing in these like medium term stay rental properties and share back, like obviously these, then you rent them out, right? You have a company managing them because, you know, sheets need to get washed and stuff needs to be yeah. cleaned and blah, blah, But you could probably pay back a yield to the investors. I would like just rough estimate, I would say probably five to 8% per year or something shouldn't be, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, and then you could, as an investor, maybe still get perks. Like, so maybe when you want to stay somewhere, you get it. Maybe you get a discounted rate, but then of course you have to keep in the back of your head. Well, while I'm staying there, it's not earning as much as it could. So you also have a natural incentive for investors to not go and just stay in the prime locations all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. I mean, at the end of the day, the the real estate game is just access to capital, right? If you can get money from a bank or raise money somehow, then it opens up the playing field. So yeah. that's just the thing that I'm thinking through, like, you know, obviously don't and have millions sitting around that need to be invested. So it's just like, well, is there a way to, to create like a cool, profitable, like a win-win-win situation, you know, for investors, yeah, yeah. for people that like to travel? I guess it's like two problems, right? It's this, on the one side, it's this investment problem of real mm -hmm. estate that if you want to invest in real estate, it's unless you buy like a REIT, a really real estate investment trust like an an index fund of um real estate so to say unless you buy that it's really hard to to get small exposure right? yeah. and i wrote about this in in this citadel piece right so here um where i live in in sydney um i live on the at the beach and the property prices here are crazy like a two-bedroom costs like uh 1.5 million australian dollars um, mm -hmm. if it's like close to the beach, so locations, of course, is everything. And if, if you'd buy that and you're not rich, then you have a lot of your capital allocated in that one place, right? You can't diversify mm -hmm. a lot. And so that's the, that's for me is the one problem that could be solved. And I think Citadel does that in a nice way. Not that they're buying like beachfront or like, <laughs> nice nice location properties um pool but there um was the uh, was like a shopping mall somewhere and then people could pull in like commit funds to a pool and if the threshold amount was reached then they would have bought together this property and then citadel uh they, they would have created a special purpose vehicle that would uh, buy the property and then create an NFT based on that property, right? So they really um, bring that property on chain then and would split that NFT up into tokens um, that then can be distributed based on the amount that has been invested. So I could, instead of having to fork out or go into debt for this 1.5 million to buy this nice uh, property, um, I could only invest 10,000, 50,000, maybe 100,000, something much smaller than that, um, yeah. just depending on my appetite, risk appetite, my portfolio, and, and yeah, the amount of money that I have. Um, and you, you, could, you could kind of buy into that in that way. So that's, I guess, this one problem. And I think this is something that's super interesting. And that's why I find Citadel so, so cool, like this whole concept, because it opens up this whole new world for just normal investors. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other problem is, I guess, is this, how do you, yeah, this whole Airbnb, Airbnb thing, right? <clears throat> I mean, Citadel in a way also had suggested a solution for that. So if you, I think they, they, I don't think they've solved it or implemented it in any way, but they said that if you're an owner of a token of a property, that gives you specific rights to that property. So you could use the common areas. Um, you could maybe even 
uh, rent a place there paid by your by the yield or mm. something mm-hmm. from these from these tokens right so they had some interesting ideas mm-hmm. in in that regard oh that's uh, cool i love that so that means if you get to maybe a critical so let's okay so let's assume eight percent yield which is maybe high maybe low i don't know it's just a number right but let's assume yeah that and say you invest a uh, hundred thousand dollars then your yield would be eight thousand a year and you could probably i don't know you could probably rent the space i guess in the case of citadel that it's commercial so maybe you could rent like a small shop or a small office and um yeah you, like a desk don't actually, in a, in a guess, shared office yeah you guess you don't really even get a discount you're just applying your yield to directly pay the bill in a way but I, yeah, I really yeah. like that. That's really cool because it means if you make it to a certain amount of money, then after that, it's it's like rent-free. You're kind of, you know, like it yeah, pays for itself. Yeah. So yeah. that's a really yeah. cool idea, I think. And maybe you can even apply that to the holiday homes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So let's say you get a yield on this property here and you that that pays you something. And so because it, it is always like, rent it out you get a certain yield from that and then you can direct your portion of that yield to renting it out a couple of weeks a year sure. without paying for that don't i haven't really thought this through completely but it like <laughs> at the moment it sounds kind of interesting and and maybe even doable yeah um it'd be interesting to know from them maybe i'll reach out again to to them to sit it out and mm-hmm. see because in the beginning, or one of the constraints they, that they had right from the get-go was only commercial. So, but I haven't really asked why they do only commercial, but that would be interesting mm-hmm. Interesting to see, right? If they, yeah. Well, so one problem that I see for sure, like the, so the, the, um, the process that they describe, I think takes time. So, you know, they have to do all the due diligence on the property and then basically create it for, the web three investors kind of as a proposal and say, Hey, invest in this, and then we'll go and buy it. But with the market right now for, for like, uh, I guess, retail or like non-commercial, like residential real estate is um, you don't even have time for any of that. <laughs> like people buy the, like, I, th- I mean, I think it's starting to slow down uh, right now, but at the, still from what I've heard, people pay 10, 20% above asking price and, stuff is only listed for a couple of weeks and it's gone immediately so that would be okay. kind of the Not challenge here no price I, I heard prices are falling in okay. in, uh, in sydney melbourne and australia at least but i'm okay, sure so then... the government's going to step in on that because that is the australian dream property prices and that so they can't won't will not let that fail i think well or go yeah, down there's a big gap between all-time high and failing though so yeah i saw these charts it was like crazy like the like i think they had like 50 years or so of real estate prices and growing wages and it was like wages like flat slightly slightly going up and uh real estate was like almost hockey stick (laughs) yeah so then Um, so maybe there's also an ethical concern right (laughs) So maybe doing this, uh, the solution we're thinking about maybe would open up even more capital for the into the real estate market, which might make just like normal living even more expensive. So that's not ideal, but it might. Uh, but like, I want to get in on the on the party, right? Exactly. Like, I don't only want the the rich people to yeah yeah to it's, profit it's, because it's they can afford. It's definitely an upper like 10% game right now. Like that not really anybody else has access. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's true. So then the, the, the tide would lift more boats than that way at least. So then it does, it does share the wealth, right? Rather than locking it in with the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the it other thing is- Would increase so, demand, yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, would there be any- um, so another model. So is there any way that you could leverage token ecosystems so that I can transform myself from a rent payer to an owner somehow? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I thought about that too. Yeah. 
I mean, what if you like tokenized a piece of real estate, like in this case, right? So you had, mm -hmm. um, like, let's say Citadel would, would like, they would buy the place I live in, right? And I think it's a great place, but I can't afford it right now. So I just um, pay like rent for that place. Um, but I'd slowly over time put my savings into um, buying tokens for this place, right? I'd, yeah. I'd, every, and I like without going into debt, I could then um, over time amass more and more ownership over this place. And so by that, after some, so you could live in the place and um, yeah, over time you could maybe um, buy this place like piece by piece. I think like the only advantage would really be you could do it without um, a bank. going to debt, right? Borrowing any money for it. Hmm. Well, but really? somebody really? borrowed money, yeah. right? Like investors bought it. I mean, yeah. Citadel, so to say, borrowed money from investors, I guess you could say, but not really. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different contract, but yeah. Um, the investors may, may have borrowed money, right? Or they might had it, they might um, had it from somewhere and then just invested into it. And then yeah. um, I'm basically the one paying the yield, right? With my, my yeah. rent is the yield for that investment. Yeah. But then since it's tokens and I can buy like piece by piece, so maybe I'll get my bonus or so I'll, something really works out well, I can take that and I can just put it into and buy some tokens. Mm -hmm. And then after some time, I might be, uh, yeah, become the owner of the place. Yeah. yeah that, that is really compelling, but you, you still have to add money on top of the rent that you're paying, right? So there's no... For a certain time, because the more owner time. you are, the more of your own yield you get, right? We'll pay. That's true. The more your, yeah. your yield will help you cover that. So if you got 50% and you pay $700 a week, yeah, you get 350 back hmm. of the yield, right? So... Yeah, minus maintenance costs and stuff, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah properties yeah. do maintaining properties cost more than people think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> no. But generally speaking, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a cool. I think that's a really compelling idea. Because um, then it, you can do it at your own time in your own terms, right? Without. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so the Web three investors could become um like your or your your token holders could become your bank essentially rather than having to go and get a mortgage yeah um yeah. in which case often your job is kind of your single point of failure for that whole mortgage deal right so yeah. if you qualify or not usually just depends on your your income uh, and your other assets right it's always like oh you can't buy this you don't already have assets and like well how am i supposed to ever get any assets if i can't buy this <laughs> <laughs> this is an asset the, and i would like to have it yeah <laughs> yeah that's always the conundrum right yeah um so by yeah but i like that but then so there was just a thought that popped into my head somebody posted on twitter it's like uh how come when you're like debt to equity ratio when you're trading goes below a threshold there's a margin call and they take all your equity how come that doesn't exist for mortgages right because like so Say you take a million dollar mortgage to buy a home that's valued that at mm -hmm. the time, uh, but then the value of the home drops to 500,000. You're still mm -hmm. paying that million dollar mortgage, right? Because the bank lent you that money and you gave it to the, to the seller, but they're not going to margin call you as long as you keep paying your uh, mortgage payments, right? They're not going to take the house based on the equity of the house being worth less. Are they? Because i mean like the, the house is a collateral and i think that's similar to what like maker dow uh, with issuing die does right so if the eth that backs the die goes down then you got to post more collateral so if the value of your house goes down then the bank will reassess their finances and say like oh shit if this guy stops paying then more. we need to we need more collateral for that place because we can't sell it for the million that that we've we loaned this amount for right so we need to we'll get more so i think there is something like a margin call in that case or i'm not 
I'm not a, I'm not super deep into this, but I, but I'd say from the bank's perspective that is that is doing that, that is really like issuing that mortgage, they would. Yeah, so I think that's where the whole thing with like variable interest rates and stuff comes in, um, which of yeah. course on one hand is just a, you know, it's just a money grab uh, to get people into mortgages cheap and then crank up the rates on them later. But the other thing is um, if there was a thing where they would have to reassess the value, it has then, and the value of the asset went down, the, their risk would have increased and it makes sense that they would ask for more interest, right? It's like, well, you pay us more for us to be willing to take this risk um but i think well at least in the u.s typically uh, mortgage contracts or in germany same they, they don't have this margin call unless you stop paying your mortgage for a long time then of course they can uh, mm -hmm. take your home maybe in commercial real estate this is different but in residential at least i think usually there's laws that don't allow that because you don't okay. want people to be on the street that have been paying their mortgage just because something happened in the market that they couldn't really control yeah um, yeah but like for, from, the, from the bank perspective that's then a lot of risk right if the properties all of a sudden go down um 50 percent yeah and then someone stops paying their mortgage yeah they're well, screwed, right well so this they're is i think down i think this Collateral is roughly what happened enough. this was roughly yeah. what happened right in 2008 i mean yeah you, yeah yeah you you create kind of like a death spiral in a way yeah <laughs> except for for housing prices yeah. in that sense because then yeah. when once banks repossess hundreds and thousands of homes then they're going to dump them on the market to try to sell them somehow somewhere so then that increases yeah. supply yeah. which again hurts prices and stuff and so then you that's when the housing prices tank all the, yeah. all the way yeah um, <clears throat> yeah curious to see how it plays out i, I mean i do think we're heading into a major recession right now. So I'm sure housing will play a role in it again. Um, yeah, I think so too. Simply because prices have gone, have gone nothing but up since 2008, you know, and, and at an aggressive rate, I mean, more than 10% per year, which is already in, like in Germany, normal people, normal people with regular jobs are completely priced out of the market. They cannot afford to buy anything and um yeah 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 like i mean this this chart that i talked about i don't have yeah. it and i i can maybe look for it it was on twitter somewhere mm -hmm. but yeah that just shows it all you know it's this <laughs> the the cost of real estate in comparison to the the wages you earn or the salaries you get yeah yeah but yeah so yeah, anyway so yeah another thought Another thought that we've yeah. been talking about, like jokingly, was um, where is uh, tokenomic style going to have <laughs> flex flexible workspaces? <laughs> and we were yeah. like, oh, he's like, totally down no for likes that. to surf, so we need one in maybe on <laughs> in Portugal on the coast. Or <laughs> yeah, I think Crypto Baba would be down for that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that could be cool as well. You know, maybe. If 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 this whole thing, I guess like the really the 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 thing that uh, Citadel is implementing now is this whole legal structure behind it, mm -hmm. and I think once they have tested that a couple of times, they've acquired a couple of um, uh, real estate objects and tokenized them, then they could franchise it, and then they yeah. could say like, oh, okay, tokenomics now they want to buy a place. Yeah. And so we put down the money to buy the place, right? sort of like crowdfunded with mm -hmm. the with the DAO and issue a token. And then we jointly own this place. Yeah. That'd be cool as well, right? So you could have, and then the, the yeah, the cool thing is you, you basically have this, you have, you, you make real estate, you add liquidity, right? So you, yeah. I could get out if I don't like the place anymore, I can just sell it. My, my chunk and somebody else could buy it yeah so it's it's, it's a pretty cool model i think yeah i think it's and then cool. dows could dows yeah, can diversify like the spaces. treasury right yeah 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 um, yeah which i mean i'm obviously super all for digital assets but um owning 
real estate or like owning real world assets is 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 a smart diversification, right? And uh, for yeah. a DAO to, especially if a DAO holds all their wealth, so to say, all the treasury just in their own token, uh, that's typically a risk, in my opinion, right? Because you want to own at least, oh, want to yeah. be diversified at least to Bitcoin and some stable coins. And so, if you could have tokenized real estate, I think that would be super cool. Especially if it then also becomes a perk for DAO members. Like, yeah. how cool is that, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, hey, we're going to have a DAO retreat in Porto, something, and like, yeah, you have to get there by yourself. But once we're there, we're going to hang out. We got room for twenty people or something. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like a really cool. Uh, sounds like a cool idea, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can really like crowdfund it, right? You could. Everybody could commit funds into something and then uh yeah that could work i just actually checked the citadel uh, website and the first iro uh in in march that failed so they wanted to buy this uh shopping mall commercial building in cardiff in the uk i guess that was pretty boring and now they've um bought like a place in singapore so next time we can ask Jason if this is a nice place, if he knows it. Mm-hmm. But and it wasn't as expensive; so it was only like six hundred fifty thousand. Which don't don't show. I'm not sure what they bought, but um, it went through, right? So this is really the first the first one that they're doing where a token will be issued to the to the investors, so the people who committed their funds to it. It's really cool. Actually, really cool. And then yeah. I assume when they commit funds is it in eth or is it in stables do you know stable coins yeah it's ucc okay yeah yeah otherwise it's probably too yeah too risky for them yeah 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 yes yeah, so i i guess you kind of need that and um because that that's how you're going to buy the place right yeah yeah um, but so if you had tons of eth you could always uh use them as collateral to get stable coins to invest in real estate <laughs> better not get a margin call on your ETH, but yeah, but usually that, that'd be a problem then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a, it's a cool concept, but mm. back to maybe like back to this whole holiday home um, mm. thing. I, I'm just, I'm just wondering like, is this, is this just a complete copy of Airbnb, but decentralized? I mean, there is, there are interesting aspects of it. And I haven't really done any research if, if that exists, but generally um, what could be cool is the, the fact that you just cut out the middleman, right? You cut out Airbnb, mm-hmm. who is this platform who just connects someone who wants to stay somewhere and someone who wants to rent out something mm-hmm. and they offer some mechanisms on the side. So I, I'm just wondering like, why has nobody done that yet? in a decentralized oh. way. And I think I read something about Uber, why nobody's done that. It's like, because, um, yeah, I'll have to think <laughs> what that really was. It was like this, um, I think that, that Uber ensures with their home model that drivers are ready before people book them. So they actually actively regulate this, the supply of drivers so that it can meet the demand of people want to be driven because you're not going to use the app if you have to wait an hour to be to be going somewhere right so there's this mechanism and, and that's what they described was difficult to replicate mm. so i don't know if, if yeah because you need the data or is, because, is it a, like a statistical analysis problem or what is it i think it was more like upfronting the payment or, or something like that to the well, not really, right? Because drivers, they just get paid when they fulfill a job, right? But maybe it's um, just because they, they know when to the apply data, the search yeah. pricing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the... When to I apply think, the pricing, where to send yeah. them, maybe. Search pricing, yeah, maybe where to send them. Um, I have, yeah, very little experience what it looks like from the driver side, but I had a friend who did it, a couple of friends who did it in the US, but that was also a long time ago, so I don't know how it evolved. Um, but what I what I do know is, of course, that like in certain countries, Uber supplies the drivers with the vehicles, um, which yeah. of course makes it a. But then you I mean then they're just like a glorified taxi company, <laughs> high tech taxi company, 
which then of course yeah, the yeah, taxi companies yeah. also adjust right and and make yeah. their own app and they can also do well um but so back oh, yeah, to the yeah. to the uh airbnb so i mean there's multiple steps to decentralizing that right so the first is creating a decentralized platform like a community-owned platform let's just say rather than airbnb being like a you know publicly traded business the, where the all the value accrues to uh shareholders instead it could be a community-owned um dao for example where the value accrues to a token which <clears throat> i mean it's really not so different if you compare it next to each other but of course the token at the moment far less regulated way easier to get in don't need to be a credit investor can be bought globally yeah. rather than u.s stock market for example and so forth yeah um you could have a different governance structure in the DAO, <clears throat> which could be nice but could also you know there's still a huge debate if that's actually more efficient or not we're still working on that <laughs> um centralization of complex problems also solves problems right it's, i think it's always like false to say oh everything decentralized is better than centralized they not always yeah, exactly right? yeah. yeah they've come up with tons of solutions for these problems we were describing airbnb specifically yeah. how do you manage it how do you make sure nothing gets oh, stolen yeah, so, yeah. how do you make sure it's clean all these things um, like the whole efficiency of managing it right just imagine yeah. you have that decentralized there's such a you know if yeah. you think of like dao governance yeah it's I, not I think like, it's not a trivial thing but then it's like you compare us uh like a a company with a ceo to the european union right so like dow's yeah. being on the european union side <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's yeah. it's not a trivial thing to, to solve so and you know, yeah you're gonna yeah. end up with hierarchies and stuff regardless but yeah then there's another step to decentralizing it where it's not just community-owned platform but community-owned properties right mm-hmm um which so now you know the, the the thing always was oh airbnb is the like what the highest valued uh like what is it called um, hospitality company in the world but it doesn't own any property but then yeah. we're kind of almost trying to go a step back so ours would be more like uh hilton <laughs> where we we want to own the properties, right? But we want them to be community owned. So it's not the same as obviously not the same as a big hotel uh, company that owns their own properties. Um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think through, okay, so like that will be the ultimate thing of decentralization. The community owns the, the rental platform, but they also own the properties that they rent or that they are available. The benefit obviously being that all the revenues generated can be or not revenues, but profits generated minus all the costs um, could be shared back to the people investing and working in the DAO. Um, the perk could be just like we said before that people could, instead of taking a yield, they could also just live in these places. Um, so now your landlord is basically like a employer, maybe. Like a real estate investment club mm -hmm. where you can use the real estate yeah that essentially so so i can see this working really well like small where you know kind of everybody involved on some level yeah um maybe it's like 10 families or 20 they know it, mm -hmm. they know of each other maybe they're not like they don't need to be friends or close friends or anything but they know of each other at least and yeah. there's a level of trust and then i could see this actually working fairly smoothly because it, yeah. so then it becomes more like a timeshare thing, isn't it? Because there's also that timeshare model, which is popular in the US, for example. But um, I always thought it's a scam, <laughs> but I have some friends <laughs> invested. Share. So there's this thing, there's this timeshare model. Um, so let's see. So I stayed at a hotel in New Orleans in the us and in the lobby this nice lady asked me if i if i wasn't interested in investing and in buying a timeshare right and so the long and the short of it is you buy timeshare like you buy these shares in a property that's usually specific to a location but it's not like it's one apartment it's like a complex um and then when you want to stay in say orlando florida 
or so or Miami or something like that, then you have a timeshare there. That means you get maybe depending on how many shares you buy, you get to stay there, for example, two weeks out of the year. Um, okay. The downside is, as I understood it, as an investor in this, you're still liable for a lot of the costs that these properties incur, but of course not by yourself, but with all the other timeshare holders. So for example, property taxes in Florida, you still have to pay your share of. Mm -hmm. And I think cleaning and maintenance also. So like, even if you don't stay there, there's still gonna be other fees to pay. So I was like, so what am I exactly buying if I'm still liable for all these costs? Like, it sounds like, it sounds like a great deal for whoever's selling me the shares. Doesn't sound like a very good deal for the people buying yeah. them. But, like but then, yeah. Yeah, but then some people like, so I have a friend who's like super pro and he's like, no, it's the best thing ever. So we didn't use it for two years. And then we were able to exchange our shares and like stay um, four days over New Year's Eve, at, like at a property really close to Disney World. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's super okay. cool. And that, but let's do the math really quick. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. But How much you, you bought this thing? Yeah. yeah, you bought like, I don't know, a $50,000 timeshare um during the years you're still liable for all the costs which is maybe let's say five grand a year or something and yeah. then you went and stayed for a, sh a short week near disney world which would have probably cost if you had just rented it maybe i don't know let's say crazy expensive maybe three thousand a night let's say right and you stayed there for for five nights nice, yeah. so it's 15 grand so like i feel like you kind of could have gotten a better deal just staying there you know <laughs> <laughs> But but it's maybe but so yeah. so I I'm obviously not invested in timeshare. I'd never fully understood it. The nice lady in the lobby in New Orleans, I told her politely that I was not interested, and walked away. Um, but maybe I, but there's probably information that I'm missing, and I'm sure there's timeshare models that are super fair and that work out very well for the investors. But for me, so far, it's mm -hmm. always seemed kind of kind of like somebody's making money off of me, but I'm not the one. So the the concept is like get a voucher, and you can then. Mm -hmm apply that voucher to stay somewhere yeah because there's a pool of properties you can stay at yes but then there's of course also like um like levels to them so there's simpler places that you get more credit with and there's more sophisticated yeah, like more yeah. expensive bigger fancier locations and stuff where yeah. you get less um the the thing that gets me is uh, so like basically you're buying into the club and you get certain credits per year for it. Yeah. But then it seems like there's still pretty high annual costs. So that's why I'm like, mm -hmm. I feel like if you just, I don't know, if you just, if you can, if you have the opportunity to invest this money that you would otherwise spend on the timeshare and earn yield on it, you would be in much better shape um just going and renting short term rather than yeah, owning yeah, this timeshare because yeah. the timeshare will never it will never really pay you anything back right it's only going to cost you money yeah so that's like that's so like i think that this whole community-owned nomad thing i think only works if you if you own a place and you would sort of like pull that up with other people but but then in that case if you owned a place and you would rent it out as an airbnb you can take that income that you get from Airbnb and just spend it on Airbnb as well. So, and, yeah, and if that's the case, then Airbnb doesn't, it's not expensive, right? Paying 200 a night, if you're getting 200 a night for the price yeah. you're renting out, then it's not much anymore, right? But that means you have to own a place in the first place. Yeah, that's right. Because if you're renting yourself or renting. at the moment, then you usually can't sublet it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually not allowed. I mean, like in my contract here, yeah. I'm not allowed to sublet it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I really think it's a it's a super cool idea. Um, and maybe you could even you could even piggyback on places that are empty anyway. And you can sublet them. I don't know, but then the question becomes like, why are they empty in the first place, right? Do, do the people don't need the money so they don't have to sublet them? They're just going to leave them empty because they want to. 
um i don't know yeah well so when we were visiting dallas uh texas um earlier this year we stayed at an airbnb in a big apartment complex um and so apparently whoever is managing that airbnb made a deal with that uh, apartment complex because i mm -hmm. think they had several did several units in that complex and i'm i was wondering what like the motivation is for the complex to do that rather than just getting you know regular long-term renters in there um but then i thought well you know you have a lot of fluctuation in big cities where people come and stay short term um, while looking also for a place right so i would assume if the complex is big enough it makes sense to have airbnbers come in and out um, because a lot of them will probably then just stop by the leasing office and say hey you got anything available your place is nice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then and then they can't stay in the same unit but they could you know get the one across the hall or something um so they can so, always stay in the same place yeah yeah so i assume that's probably good advertisement um, yeah yeah for the, the same reason why at least in germany um, car companies give taxi drivers pretty good deals usually because it's it's the best way to get somebody into the car right and then once you're sitting yeah, in the yeah. back of this nice bmw or mercedes and you're like oh i should get one <laughs> pretty nice car. i should get one too yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. So, like in summary, this whole community-owned rental holiday home thing would only work if you're somehow cutting out Airbnb. Because right? we need that yield, right? We need that. Because like they're taking, I don't know how much they're taking. I've never rented out a place. Um, I'm sure they'll take like twenty percent. Uh, it's not that it's not 20 but it's um 10 ish let's say 10 maybe okay. 10 to 20 yeah but they take from both sides so so i guess in total mm -hmm. they do take maybe 20 but it's like i think it's for if you're booking it's maybe something like five bucks a day or seven bucks a day and if you're renting maybe it is like 10 12 percent so in total maybe you're right maybe it is about 20 percent of the total yeah. value yeah so then if you if you'd kind of pool your properties and subletting was a thing and you owned the place or something like that. And you would team up with some people. Yeah, maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe we could do this in tokenomics though. Everybody who has a property could, um, could like publish that onto a community market and say, I'm not at home during that time. You can come and and stay there right and that's the right and then you have like a reputation system on the back of it similar to what airbnb does and then the benefit would just be because it's a community and it's relatively small all you would need to pay for is this whole cleaning um thing um and you wouldn't have to pay the 20 percent to airbnb so you get a 20 percent discount on staying at that place right yeah because actually what i said in the beginning it's not a zero-sum game um if you use airbnb it's a negative sum game because like at, at least among all the renters because you're paying airbnb yeah, yeah. they're extracting you're paying them 20 percent. Right? yeah mm -hmm. so then yeah it, it could work if you take take them out of the equation yeah i think for sure it could um for it to be convenient and not just a small community though i do think the dao or like the community that manages that um they would also have to get something right because it's a lot of effort to manage this stuff and hiring yeah. like a cleaning crew keeping track of a schedule you know all this stuff yeah yeah, um, yeah. making sure that i don't know that because you're still going to need a listing of a place like nobody will blindly like even if we would swap places i would still ask you like hey could you do a quick video of your place so just so at least i've seen it you know yeah it's big enough <laughs> and um yeah it makes sense right so yeah yeah so there yeah, needs to be some nice. some stuff needs to be coordinated right and and that always takes time and whoever puts in the time yeah. needs to get paid um yeah but the thing for me really is you know i love being an owner of something so how do you get from like agency to ownership in a way um 
So that would be the cool thing. Yeah. That would be really the motivation for me is not just swap houses with people. That's awesome. I like that. But go beyond that and somehow make it so that the community can really end up owning the, the properties yeah. over time. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that, of course, also means involving outside money, right? So allowing other people to stay and rent these places so that we extract value from them to build our real estate empire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That would be the name of the yeah. game. But yeah, super cool. And I think like thinking C- that Citadel could help with that. Yeah. Yeah. Citadel Maybe could we can, I can reach out and we can get them on on next time or on another mm-hmm. show in the future to hear them out on their plans or something like that, like to, to mm-hmm. franchise it, because that would be really interesting if they yeah. lend out their infrastructure in purchasing real estate, tokenizing yeah. it and all that so that DAOs could do it. That would be and phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool model. Not mm-hmm. sure if they have this on the radar. I think I've, I think that I talked about, we talked about that with them, but maybe we can, we can bring them on and discuss that with them. That'd be really cool. Well, so this is, again, the cool thing about Web3, right? So once they've solved this problem once, like the legal structure and the tokenization, um, if then other communities can build on top of it, I mean, that's how the massive innovation can happen, right? So like another DAO could just manage, they don't have to worry about how the whole legal structure of owning the thing works. They could just focus on, hey, we're just doing short-term rentals and we're going to manage them. We're going to find the users for it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But somehow work through um, Citadel and yeah. the ownership piece. And then the next DAO can come along and say, oh, we're just doing car washes, right? <laughs> and and so forth. But it's so cool because it can just stack layers on top, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, they can, they can like apply for, for doing that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. These roles. Yeah, interesting. Cool what this space will bring. Alrighty, so let's wrap this up. So today we just yeah. did a brainstorm on a funky idea that we had about uh, community-owned <laughs> short-term, medium-term real estate. Um, tokenomics DAO overall, you know, we're thinking through all kinds of tokenomics things in the Web3 space. Um, you can join us on Discord. You probably already subscribed to Substack if you're listening to this. Um, but if not, go for it. Um, we're launching a new website soon. So stay tuned for that. Probably take a couple more weeks, but then it's out. And yeah, you can reach us anytime on Discord. Um, there you go. Yeah, pretty good. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Cool.